Hey guys, welcome to MMA Fight Club. We're giving you the recap here of Dana White's Contender Series Week 2. We'll start with the main event, work our way backward, let you know how we finished up. There was some exciting fights on the card tonight. Some underdogs were definitely live. And the main event finished off with a first round finish by Josh Quinlan, which was pretty exciting. And he was a big favorite. So one of the only favorites on the night to win. So let's start right there with the main card. Josh Quinlan comes in here, minus 290 favorite-ish. And if you were looking at the live money line, it was interesting. Because most people who are watching the events tonight, which was, you know, five total fights, you were like, listen, these dogs are cashing left and right. And by the time the main event comes around, the money line slipped. It went from 235 plus 235 for Logan Urban down to like plus 205 right as the fight was going to start. And I think that was, again, just people having watched the prior fights. You're like, the dogs might be alive. Uh, not in the main event. Josh Quinlan does not make this a very long, dramatic event. He finishes the fight really quickly within the first minute. He lands a really hard overhand right. And it's not, I think, the, the how hard the punch was, even though it's a hard punch, is that it cracks Logan Urban on the side of the temple. As Logan's like turning away from the punch, he's shying away. The right hand's coming over. It just hits him in the perfect spot. He's stunned. He does the, like, you know, the straight leg walk type of thing. And he, he tries to survive. The guy is tough. If you saw his pre-fight... Um, Video, he talks about how he wasn't going to turn down the fight, didn't matter who he was, and, and he was ready for it. And he came in all, saying all the right things. He looked like he was in pretty good shape, um, but just, you know, he got pounded on. The fight ends up finishing pretty quickly for Josh Quinlan. It's a guarantee he's going to get a contract. Um, I'm, I'm actually watching here on the side uh, to see what Dana White's going to do, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to give out at least three contracts tonight. The question would be for Chad and Helliger, which we'll get to that fight here later on. Uh, matter of fact, he's talking about it right now, so give me a second. Okay, so okay, looks like uh, so he's <laughs> Dana White finished it off at the end by saying, "Ah, what the hell?" He's and he's Canadian, so gave him a contract. Very nice, there, Dana White. He's feeling um generous and the bottom line is they need fighters for all these damn events right these fight nights these uh ufc events so um all right let's move on here so josh quinlan yeah he wins that fight if you're looking at the prop ads we talked the fight not going the distance which was minus 285 i thought that was like way too chalky but look <laughs> ended up definitely not going the distance that would have been one of the safest bets here in the entire card finishing the fight josh quinlan that was minus 140 that looks excellent obviously hindsight's 2020 decisions though it was plus 350 for decision by quinlan plus 617 by for urban by decision obviously nowhere near that plus 900 for urban for uh, tko but uh the only ones that really made sense there was the fight not going the distance minus 285 you know because if urban was going to win the fight could have been like a flash knockout something of that nature so good job quinlan gets the contract tonight i didn't even hear uh dana announce it but i'm pretty sure he'll announce it all right so second our uh, co-main event mario Souza versus chitty ninjukwani and you know, I, I like the Mario kid. I was like, I was trying to find all the reasons for why the younger thought he could develop. Just got it wrong. Mario Souza, um, this was not an exciting fight until the very end. Um, Chitty did good work. Chitty did good work round one and round two. Chitty was winning all parts of the fight. Round one was weird. The longest round one ever because Chitty got hit in the nuts twice. Um, a point gets taken away from Mario, but Chitty does what a lot of fighters probably should do. Take note. He takes as much time as humanly possible to basically, you know, milk it, you know, make sure he's, you know, fully rested. If he was in pain, you know, fully, fully vet the whole situation. He did it, took advantage of it. Super long first round, but he wins round one either way. Could have even been a 10-8 first round because he wins the round and also the point gets taken away from Souza. Round two, he dominates. Round three, he just completely overwhelms Sosa. Sosa kind of gives up. He's on his back. You hear Mario Sosa tell his corner telling him, yeah, take him to the ground. Take him to the ground. Well, it's when he got to the ground, he wasn't better than Chitty. Chitty was like stronger, quicker, reverse position easily. For Chitty Ninja Guani, 
I had this all wrong. I, I said in my prediction show, and I also said at our, at our after show, after Howard's show last night, that I saw one guy's direction going this way and one guy going this way. Completely opposite. For Chitty, he's like, hey, I'm ready to fight right now. He took no damage. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in an event soon. Um, he's obviously got the family roots there, who brother who fought in the UFC. For Mario Sosa, you know, this reminds me of, gosh, what was her name? Uh, so, uh, Mazo. I watched film on Mazo, the female uh, Mexican fighter, and when she came into a fight, this is back in 2020, almost a year ago or so, and I was like, oh, she looks so good, so much talent, and I just fell in love with the age and the youth and the and the prospect and the potential. I did it here. <laughs> I did it here. I was like, oh, Mario's got the potential. He's the guy, potential, potential. So, you know, ends up not fulfilling what I thought was there, and for him, I mean, go back to the drawing board, get better. You're only 24 years old. Um, and for Chitty Ninja Kwani, good for you. If you bet on Ninja Kwani pre-fight, like uh, pre -fight, it was roughly even right before the fight. But most of the week, he was plus 100. So technically, I look at him as another dog on this fight, on this card that catch. So, all right, moving on down to Simone Oliveira versus Jose Alde. Or Aldai. They were pronouncing it Aldai. Um, you know, there was some moments here. Jose had a few moments. Um, I, I do want to say one thing because I saw it on film before. I'm, I'm not some type of rocket scientist here. But if you watch the prediction show, Simon Oliveira did exactly what we talked about. The wild... He, he threw, I think, like like seven to eight spinning back fists in one round. And, you know, Cormier was talking about it on the, on the fight. You know, it just... He's got this fighting style that he wastes a lot of energy, though he keeps his cardio. Like, he's able to perform and throw, throw all this crazy shit throughout the entire fight but it doesn't land it wastes a lot of time and he did do all that um but he did get the win uh it was a split decision win which <laughs> it's like i think sometimes they're just being melodramatic it, it to, to me it was clearly a win i thought he won the fight for jose alde he comes in here as um as a late replacement and he did okay and he had some moments but you know he was the kind of guy where i f i feared that even if he won the fight it was split decision like even if he had won the fight it would have been like ah you know, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be, you know, great. You know, I don't think it's going to be great. So for Simon Oliveira, I'm not sure if he got uh, an invite tonight. I'd have to go ahead here and check. I, I, again, I'm trying to watch this at the same time I'm recording it, but maybe you can leave in the comments. I'm not sure did Simon Oliveira actually get a contract. I'm, I'm not thinking he did. All right, so moving on down. Oh, talk about the props there. So a lot of the props we talked about did not cash because we talked about submission prop for Simon. We talked about TKO for Simon, which is plus, plus 575. You know, possibly TKO for all day, something surprising, a decision for all day, plus 325. The fight ends up going the distance, but that plus 400 decision prop for Simon Oliveira, which we did touch, we touched upon, we touched on a lot of things. Not like we, not like we, I did not place a bet on that, put it that way. I did not place a bet on the plus 400 decision for Simon Oliveira, but he did win by decision. If someone did take a little gamble on that, that looked nice, it looked really nice. But uh, let's move on. This is the second fight now of the, of the night, which was Bruno Correa versus Carlos Vergara. And I think if you look at all the fights in the card tonight, yes, John Quillen gets the first round knockout and he was a minus 290 favorite and he was favored to win and Logan Urban was a late replacement. So you could see that happening. I don't think anyone saw this happening. CJ, Carlos CJ Vergara, I'm like, I'm going to remember this guy. He comes out, first of all, he employs a strategy that I'm surprised more guys don't do, which is like the like street fighter just come at the guy, like basically bull rush him, not to take him down, like, Start swinging at him, make him uncomfortable, get into his space. Um, if you if you fear you don't have the cardio, it's a great strategy. It's a good strategy. If you do have the good cardio, if you have gas tank, you know, that's really big, it's also a good strategy because you know, hey, listen, later on I'll be fine. I'm not gonna blow my wad, I'll be okay. It's just kind of like I wonder why more guys don't do it. Now I also understand the smarter patient approach of like I shouldn't say smarter, but the other approach of 
allowing a guy to do his thing and reading the fighter and not not exposing yourself to getting you know hit. But for a lot of guys, you know, Carlos CJ Vergara came out here and showed us what that can do. He backed up Bruno right away. You can see Korea was a little un uncomfortable. Got hit with a few strikes, but it was more that he was backing up and like not ready for all this pressure. And next thing you know, they're in a small little clinch situation. Carlos is like throwing a lot of things, and Carlos lands on such a hard knee. It hits hits Bruno right underneath like the rib cage area on the side. And Bruno just goes right to the ground in pain. He's like, you know, keeled over. They stop the fight. CJ gets the win less than a minute. Ex Actually, was it less than a minute? I'm going to give bad information here. People yelling at me. It was, uh, yeah, 41 seconds of the first round. So for CJ, I, I, how do I say this? He looked completely different than everything I saw from him on film before. So the, the change in gym, the, the change in atmosphere, whatever, you know, whatever he's done, between what I saw from him on film and what the guy I saw tonight, it was not even the same person. It was like completely different dude. Or maybe Bruno Correa just sucks, and I thought he was decent. But either way, Carlos, you know, he came in here. He had the bully mentality. He walked down the dude, beat him. We were on Korea to win the fight, so got this one completely wrong. I had Korea in some parlays. That busted that up. We had all day as a dogger pass. That didn't work. We liked Mario Souza to beat Chidi Ninjikwani, even though I wasn't confident on it. That didn't work. And let's go to the first fight of the night, which we also took the L on, which I think everyone did, because Muin Gafurov versus Chad and Helliger. You know, the more you look at that fight, and if you review that fight again, look back at it, you just have to scratch your head. Like, how does this end up like this? How does a guy who, like, literally checked all the boxes, you were thinking that Muin Gafurov, like the Lineker fight. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Lineker fight. He went three rounds with Lineker. Like, that dude's a good fighter. And, and like, yeah, whatever, he loses by decision. Is Chad and Helliger like in the same category as a guy like Lindriker? Really? Is, is, that, is that what just happened? Or did Mawin Gafarov really not get better? Did the young fighter not get better from his last fight? His cardio was suspect. Once the two minute, two minute and a half, like midway point of each round came around that point, he just, his cardio was shit. Okay, so like his cardio was a big issue. He did get some takedowns at times. Um, but he did also make the mistake of when he takes takedowns, he puts his head in like a guillotine choke position. So if it's not this fight, some point in the near future, he's going to get choked out in a guillotine by putting his head in a situation where it's easy to choke him. Some handicappers mentioned that before, and I saw it actually happen. I thought at one point Chad might have a guillotine choke. And anyway, look, Gafarov, he, he kind of blew it here. He just kind of blew it. I mean, he's only 26, but I feel like he blew it. He had a late replacement, older guy who came in here. And just simply had the better... How does a guy who's a late replacement have better cardio than the guy who's supposed to fight? Like, that's just a huge issue now. So for Marouin Gafarov, I have to watch him actually win a fight. You know, a two- and three-round fight for me not to take that issue. Take that, you know, remembering that tag on him. That he's got a cardio issue because this was a big opportunity for him. He knew about it in advance. But again, around the midpoint of each round, his cardio was shot. So round one, like, he gets a takedown early. He's on top. He's doing a decent job. They get up, then he gets cracked, like knocked down. You know, you can see he's slowing down. His punching is, it looked like he had done no striking training because his prior film actually looked like he was an okay striker. Tonight's fight, every punch was like a looping punch. Um, every punch was wide, loopy. It was, you know, it was not good technical boxing. And again, partially tied into the cardio issues. So, you know, all around disappointment. Crushed a lot of my parlays that I had. I, I did some like scrambling during the fights and set some, you know, live bets, which I have to review how I did there after we're done filming. But um, yeah, it just was a real, sh you know, <laughs> real, real apple pie shitter, as CJ Saptic would say. 
Um, yeah, so the prop bets here we were talking about was Gafarov finishing, finishing the fight, which was minus 110, and then Gafarov by decision, which was plus 260. I didn't even look at what Chad Anhelinger would have been by decision. Probably should have looked at that. Um, but just either way, yeah, just all around, good job by Chad Anhelinger. Said all the right things after the fight. Glad he got a contract. Um, I know he got a contract. Looks like Josh Quinlan's doing an interview. He got a contract. And Carlos Vergara got a contract. I don't know that I saw anyone else, but I would imagine. Oh, Chitty. Yeah, Chitty Ninjiguani. I'm pretty sure he'll get a contract, too. He finished the fight. Did a really good job. So, yeah. Anyway, if I'm off any of those guys, any of those, I apologize. So, yeah, I'm not even talking about the parlays because all the parlays were tied into Muin Gafadov. We mentioned a few that we liked. Pfft, boom. Shit. Did not do well. And, hey, I mean, it's a lesson. I guess sometimes we could break down fights. We could analyze and, you know, paralysis by analysis and do all the different looking and, and just be wrong. But, you know, this one's, this one's surprising because I, I, the Moin Gafudov, that one right here of all the ones in the card, I had two that I was really confident in, Josh Quinlan and Moin Gafudov. I was confident in probably Gafudov even more than Josh Quinlan. So this one was like a real surprise. You know, he just had what I thought was all the dynamics to be in the, in the driver's seat. But for Chad Enhelinger to get this win, the Canadian, it was super exciting. Um, you know, good for him. Good for him. It's MMA, man. I guess on any given like Sunday, like Pacino said in that movie, any given Sunday. Well, in this case, any given Tuesday night <laughs> in America, in the Apex here in Vegas. Um, but it was a good event, guys. You know, I gotta say that CJ, that CJ knockout, man, that was exciting. The Quinlan main event knockout was exciting. I mean, imagine this. You've got Main event, which was uh, Logan Urban getting finished first round by Quinlan. That was pretty good. Chidi Ninjikwani starts off kind of slow in that fight, gets a full-on finish there in the third round. Very nice. The Simone Oliveira-Jose Alde fight, eh. The Bruno Correa versus Carlos Vergara. Exciting fight. Second fight of the night. Gets a finish there first round for, by CJ Vergara. So that was exciting. And then the first fight of the night, it was a decent fight. It was back and forth. It goes decision. It wasn't bad. So only two of the fights in the five, two of the five went to decision tonight. Um, something to keep in mind. A lot of these uh, fights for contender series tend to not go to decision with a full distance as much as a regular UFC fight. It makes sense. If the mentality is you have to finish the fight um, as a winner of the fight to get the contract, guys will be pushing the pace more. So, yeah, three of the five fights went to finish. But that first fight, moving Goffinoff with Chad Enhunger, it was exciting. It was good. And he got a contract from it. And he came in here as a big-time dog, got the deal done. So there's the recap, guys. Um, leave some comments. How'd you do? I hope you did better than me because, man, we literally went one and four tonight. It was the kind of night where uh, like by the third fight of the night when Jose Alde didn't win as a dogger pass against Simon Oliveira, and I was just like, man, this is not going to be good. And when I went to Mario Souza fight. I'm like, yeah, this is this is not going to be good. By the time Josh Quinlan was fighting Logan Urban, I, I was already at that point placing I, I admit I placed some last-minute bets there on Logan Urban, which ended up just being free money I just gave to the casino because um, – he had no chance to win the fight, but yeah, it was a it was a crazy night in terms of dogs. We had um, let's start off here with uh, Chad Enhelger, biggest dog of the night. He wins. Um, Carlos Vergara, he's a dog. He wins. Um, and uh, Chidi Ninjikwani, he was a dog. He won. So three of the five were dogs. They won. They did really well. And if you were looking at dogs in this card, they had what, um, what do they call him Gianni Gianni the Greek. He was there on the show talking. And listen, if he says that he favors one way or another or a bet. Just place it. <laughs> Just place it. The guy's a fucking walking like computer, man. He is such a smart, intelligent uh, better of sports. It doesn't matter what sport it is. His advice is like bulletproof. Johnny the Greek, man. He's yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, anyway, that's it, guys. Hopefully this uh, you know finishes off the card for us on a positive note. We've got nothing this weekend. I don't know what to do with myself other than prepare for, I guess, 
contender series next week, which will be another five fights. Let's hope we don't go one and four. Let's hope we don't do that. There is some karate combat this week or weekend. I have to look into that. I'm pretty sure it won't be all available on DraftKings, so that means I won't be touching it. But uh, anyway, guys, thanks for joining me. Have a good night. What time is it here? East Coast, we're approaching about 11 o'clock here, East Coast time. So wherever you're at, peace, love. Maybe grab some hot chocolate, a snack, some pastries. And uh, yeah, good luck to you guys. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.